0: Hello everyone, this is Nina with the Doll Parts Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Um, this is Violet. Her Instagram hi. is- Hi. Her Instagram is incelstripper with two R's. Is there any other social media you'd like to plug real quick?
1: Um, I also have a Twitter page. Uh, it's also incelstripper. And I have a TikTok and that's all incelstripper. Oh, I think it might be atv2princess. Um but the name should be incel stripper. So yeah, I'm Violet and I'm also incel stripper. Hello, everyone.
0: So very happy to have you on because like I'm obsessed with you and we've been mutuals for a while and uh, you disappeared for a little bit. Regardless, I'm so happy to, have, to be able to talk to you because you just have so much, so many like life stories and you obviously like you've been through a lot and you just have so many little like pieces of information and stuff that you've lived through that's just so unlike most 21 year olds
1: oh my god yeah I feel like I've like been aged by like severe trauma (laughs) yeah
0: and like and you probably because I feel this way like you feel like you've been through so much like you've lived different lives like
1: that's yeah I definitely feel that way and I've been trying to reconcile with that because I I got kicked out of my house at 19 years old and that's when I that's kind of I mean I was already doing like burlesque sort of like in secret and then I just decided to audition at a strip club because I needed to put down on an apartment in like a week or something like that so that's kind of what happened but I just just the pro the whole like process of, of that going down I feel like I've been trying to like rebuild myself because I definitely kind of lost myself once I had to like start hustling really really hard and like paying bills and like just kind of like navigating life as like a 19 year old who up until that point, like I had no driver's license. I had like never really paid a bill in my life, never had to buy groceries. I didn't have a car and not having a car in a city like Miami where everyone drives and the public transportation Mm -hmm. system is like shit is very difficult and very expensive. So I feel like I'm just like trying to like become a person again. so th- I think that's also why I kind of logged off for a while. I was just like really going through it. So I just was, I don't know how I d- I genuinely feel like God or like some something. I, I genuinely feel like every time I've like taken a leap of faith in my life or just been like pushed to take that leap of faith, if you want to call getting kicked out and having yeah. to live on your own. Um a leap of faith. Uh, I just feel like I was totally lucky to be in the situation that I was because I ended up being able to put down on an apartment mm-hmm. that like for four hundred dollars, and I got that. I made that four hundred dollars in one night at the strip club, wow. and then you know the place came with like a brand new mattress. It had a TV. It had Wi-Fi. Laundry. Everything included. Like I was so lucky to get that place, and it was like close enough to the strip club that that I worked at, and then another strip club that I eventually ended up working at, which we'll talk about. Um, and like I didn't have to pay like a crazy like sixty dollar or 50 forty dollar Uber, you know, yeah. and from. But yeah, yeah so and like, I I just was really I got lucky because it could have it could have honestly been so bad, and like I'm just being honest like right now
0: like I'm literally like about to cry my eyes are watering just because like I like I feel you and like I just I understand like I don't know it's just like that he, like hearing you say how you feel like it's just like God or just whatever you just got lucky and it's like just like all these cards like fell into place and it's like well if it didn't I'd be fucked and like I just really can resonate with that too like I just and it's a really emotional way to feel because it's like like when you really think about it like when you think about you probably your own life you know you you think about your own life and you're just like wow and it really will fool you like thank god for him or whatever it might be for like keeping keeping me safe and, and helping me out And so that sounds like that was like a really amazing, you know, situation that happened, like being able to find that apartment. So tell me about the strip clubs that you went to and when you, you know, however, the audition process was, or I think that's really interesting to a lot of people, including myself, so.
1: So I actually looked for a couple of clubs. Uh, The first club that I tried to audition, I rejected me because I wasn't 21, And the second club that I ended up auditioning at, which was the skeeviest, like, hole-in-the-wall strip club. It was the worst. My first strip club experience was literally horrible. It was a club. If you're from Miami, I'm sure you know about, like, the sex trafficking that goes on there. Like, basically, this is, like, a club. I worked at Booby Traps in South Miami. Everybody knows it because it's near, like, this. It's, like, in a good area. You know, it's, like, in an area that's like semi-wealthy, has a school and like a, a little mall, you know, I don't know. It's it's really funny that I actually ended up um, stripping there because my best friend's house is like probably a block or two away. So just like it totally like repainted, like kind of like the place that I had like grown up. Like, I don't know, it, it, there was like a dark cloud over like my childhood like um, area. But yeah, so I started, I started stripping there. It was, it's a dingy club run by pimps and yes, like literal pimps run it so you really have to be careful with the clubs that you audition at because strip clubs are sketchy they're not all sketchy it really just depends on like you know how much money the club has and is bringing in but so I was stripping at this like dingy little strip club and yeah it was really gross um there were no security cameras in the area where there were like friction dances or private rooms so it's basically like a like there's so much prostitution happening there's like condom wrappers on the floor it stinks like shit and i just remember like my first time being there i was like terrified i was nervous um i was like just i felt sick to my stomach i was wearing a pink wig and it wasn't even like laid on properly i was just mm-hmm. like okay like how am i going to get 400 dollars you know before this this time um uh, at the time i was staying with my ex best friend um i was staying at her house and um she was able to like you know take care of me and stuff and i'm really grateful for that and yes yeah, so i was just staying with her and then she was like hey uh, my boyfriend she lived with her boyfriend's parents so um yeah her boyfriend's parents were just like you can only stay here for like this amount of time and i was like okay like i guess i have to figure it out so i ended up giving this like really short guy he was like this short <laughs> guy, he said he was like a, a director, Um, so weird. He was like, in. there's there's lots of kinds of guys that come to the strip club, but like one of them is like the incel, if it's like a lower end club, you know? So I just like gave this like really, really, it's funny. I think honestly, now that I'm connecting it, like maybe that's where incel stripper comes from, it's just like suppressed trauma. But yeah, I gave this guy a lap dance. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I did some stage dances with this girl um this blonde chick who uh she knew a guy she had like a regular there who would tip her a bunch because he was like a guy who only liked like skinny white girls so me and her were on stage and we got tipped a bunch of money and then walked out of there with four hundred dollars and put down on my apartment
0: <laughs> um, so so what was a typical so how, how many days a night did you work and like or excuse me, how many days a week did you work, and, like, what was the schedule like for working at the clubs, or did you do different clubs at the same time? Were you loyal to one
1: club? So, when I was working at Booby Traps, um, I only, I went there as often as I could, because this was when COVID was raging, and it was, like, it was really, really slow, like, the the time that I went there was before there was a curfew out, but then Miami released, like, a, a midnight curfew, and usually at strip clubs or at least strip clubs in Miami or what I'm familiar with is that like the money you make is like at 1am, 2am, like that's like where the real money comes in. You know, that's Mm -hmm. when you're going to make like a couple hundred or a thousand depending, you know, if you do like dances or whatever. So yeah, so I would, at the start of my strip club experience, I really wasn't making that much money. I was probably making $200, Um, a night and I tried to go during the day because I wanted to be able to sleep at night. Um, it's it was really, really hard sleeping during the day and like trying to adjust my like circadian rhythm to that. It just just didn't work. And honestly, I didn't get like I didn't sleep for like probably like nine months, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if I'm being honest. Like, I tried to like sleep during the day and like catch up on my sleep, but it was very, very difficult. Um, and I ended up befriending a girl named well, I won't say her name, but Mm -hmm. um I ended up befriending this girl this Gemini girl and she invited me over to smoke with her boyfriend she was also a baby stripper and like we were both kind of just like not digging the vibe at booby traps I mean it was just dirty the DJs were like super greasy um it was just kind of like a you know it was basically it was like one step away from being a hooker which you know go off hookers you know get your money (laughs) It's not even, it wasn't safe. It like, We weren't really making any money. So we auditioned at this other place, but they were like, they wanted your social security because they were going to give you a W-2 and they were going to like take some of your tips. So I didn't want to work there. Wow, but, a W-2. Yeah. Really? Of those strip clubs will, I'm, fuck those strip clubs. I'm going to make my money. You're not taking a cut of my tips, bitch. So... Strip clubs also charge like crazy house fees. Depending on the strip club, yeah. they will charge you like $80 to work it just depends, $100 to work, whatever. Um, So, so we ended up auditioning at another club called Gold Rush, which was the last club that I've worked at to date. Um, And Gold Rush was a much better experience because I don't know, booby traps was just so just just it you leave there and you need to take like 20 showers. It's just like dirty. Mm -hmm. And everyone there is just dirty and like disgusting and like, like just cruel. Yeah. Um, but we both ended up auditioning at Gold Rush and Gold Rush was a way better experience. I made way, 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 way more money. I would make like $300 on a bad night and then like $500 to like $1,000 on a good night, which I think is. Wow. Pretty- that's amazing. That's phenomenal. Um, That's when I started making way more money. And that's when I started like actually like getting into like Stripping and learning, like, okay, this is how it is, and this is how you have to be. Because I was, I went into it like totally innocent and like just so naive. And I could have, I really could have finessed, like, honestly, <laughs> I just could have finesse so much more money out of so many people if I hadn't been so naive. So I think once I, I will be like stripping again. I'm me and my boyfriend are trying to figure out what city we want to live in right now. So wherever mm. that city is, I'm going to strip there. And now that I kind of know the game, it's, it's going to be a different situation. But yes, yeah, so I started stripping at Gold Rush and um, it was it was a lot better. Um, it was just cleaner. There were security guards, there were security cameras, multiple girls on stage at a time. Lots yeah. of really, okay. you know, important people coming through there. Um, I don't know, all kinds of people, all kinds of men. You know, it was like a different brand of men. It was like. Tech guys, business guys, lawyers, um, yeah, <sighs> celebrities. Tori Lanes was a regular there. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, who else? Uh, Floyd Mayweather. Really? Yeah, he he oh. was there. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Maluma was there one time. One of the first times that I danced there um yeah I don't know those were some of like the names I remember wow okay because I remember on Instagram
0: you'd post like videos of you at a club and it looked maybe I'm wrong it looked like a hipstery club like it looked like kind of like a um working club maybe that was something different or maybe like my the way I like perceived it was wrong it looked like it was like
1: a way you perceived it because I mean Gold Rush was totally like a it's, I mean, it's basically, I don't know if anybody knows the club like 11, but it's basically the people who own the club 11 own Gold Rush. It's like the girls who dance at 11 dance at Gold Rush. And during COVID 11, I think kept on getting shut down, but Gold Rush would stay open like, till like 4, 5, 6 a.m. And this was during COVID. This was during when we had a strict curfew. And I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Um, maybe I'll never be able to work again. If I can. no. Well, maybe don't say it, but because some
0: people might be weird and they might, like, snitch on you. So we don't need to say anything. But, so, I guess some clubs must have been open during COVID. Because they were. I remember seeing, Definitely.
1: Like, there was some shit going down. Miami just...
0: Miami people is are a still horny place. just because COVID doesn't mean people aren't horny and, and don't want to lap dance or don't want to see girls and, you know, twerking. Like, people still want to see that.
1: Like... I honestly regret making an OnlyFans because number one, I was like super lazy with it. And number two, I don't know. I just regret having one. It's just like, it was, mine was like not even good quality. It was super cringy. It didn't get better until like I started to like try to get serious with it. But then I was just like, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I honestly, like some of the guys were like asking me to like send them videos of me like, with my asshole like spread open and I was just like I can't I, I'm, I can't do this. I That's literally- how
0: the bitches make money on it though is doing all those custom requests. You I know, know but like, I just couldn't kind of kind of bring myself
1: to like show like, anyone yeah.
0: my asshole. Mm-hmm. There's some things that like we would just never fucking do and it doesn't matter if there's money anything it's like nope.
1: You want to hear something um, funny? yeah. I got paid $80 to kick a guy in the balls when I was stripping at Gold Rush. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how was that experience? It was really, honestly, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to hurt this guy. But then I was just like, wait, I'm going to get paid to do this. So yeah, basically this guy came in, he was like from New York and he told me that he had this, like, I asked him about like his fetish and he was like, Yeah, ever since I was, like, 14 years old, like, I always had, like, a fantasy that I, like, wanted a girl to, like, cut off my balls, like, rip them. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I don't know, he's this weird, like, tall blonde guy, and, like, he said that he was, like, looking for a dominatrix, and I, I was, I thought, every girl, like, thinks, I think that they, like, are equipped to be a dominatrix, but it just, it takes a certain kind of person. I just wasn't ready at the time. Um. But yeah, so I told him I'd kick him in the balls and he paid me 80 bucks and it was it was great. We shook hands and parted ways. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, that's a great way to make 80
0: bucks. And I'm like this, I agree with you. Like some women are capable of doing that. And I think it's far and few. And that's why I think they're so successful, the ones who are, because it's just less of them. I could never be with most men. Like I I couldn't imagine being like, i don't mean, dominant with them. Like it's just, it just I couldn't. because if there's a guy I think less of or I'd want to bully, I wouldn't be sexually attracted to them. You know what I mean? Like wouldn't unless it's like completely like non-sexual, like I would not want to do that. You know what I mean? So it really does take a special kind of person. But kicking them in the balls, like, did, what did it feel like? Were you just like wearing shoes? Like were you were wearing, wearing, wearing
1: like nine-inch pleaser heels. Yeah wow and yeah it was it was cool it was nice (laughs) not all of my experiences were as fun or rewarding you know some guys were disrespectful some guys tried to grab your you know vagina
0: okay so how did you deal with that because that's a question I have too is like how are you at like managing your boundaries were you well my first part of
1: stripping I was horrible at it I was like I was just really shy and I was afraid to speak up. But then I just one time a guy like while I was dancing, he wasn't even tipping. He like tried to like grab, you know, he tried to do some shit and I I grabbed his hand and I was like, don't touch me. And then from there, I don't know. I just was like, I don't know. I just I was like, really, I just became super angry. Like, honestly, like half the time I was like stripping, like I was like fantasizing about killing these guys. Like they were just so disgusting. (laughs) I don't yeah. know if that's like like terrible to say, but like I just like no, it terrible. it's terrible. understandable. Yeah, M- these men literally made me homicidal. Like I just wanted to kill them. Like I don't know, they were just so gross. Like the amount of men out there that are just like perverted and just like so full of themselves and so smug. You just you just want to slit their throats. You just yeah. you want to stick your sh- the heel of your shoe through their eyeball. Um, but yeah, no. So I did. I I did, like, just, I just started, like, setting boundaries. I'd be, like, no, like, fuck you. This, I remember this one guy, like, said that he had, like, he had, like, a stack of money. This is what guys will do at Strip Clothes. They'll, like, have, like, a stack of money at their table and be, like, oh, like, come dance for me. And usually, you know, they'll give you the money. But this guy, like, wasn't going to tip me. So I, like, I started, like, fucking berating him. I was just, like, you're fucking cheap. You're a piece of shit. You're fucking cheap. Nobody dance at this guy's table. He's a fucking cheap piece of shit. And then I, I think he gave me, like, 40 bucks to shut me up, and then I just left.
0: Wow. that um, and Yeah. And, like, I respect you, because I feel like that's something I would have a problem with, is saying no. Like, I'm so bad at saying no to people. Like, that, that is, like, so difficult for me. Like,
1: yeah, You have to set some strict... You have to be, like, a tough bitch to, to yeah. be a stripper, period. Like, it's not for the weak. And if you are weak, you will get... You will, you know, you're... <laughs> I mean, shit can get bad if you don't have boundaries and you're not like, you know, having like a mean mug and just like looking out for yourself. Because not only do you have to look out for the guys, you have to look out for the girls sometimes. Yeah. They'll try to take your money and they'll try to, you know, some of the girls will get drunk and they'll be like, oh, like, I want to I'm going to fucking fight you and beat your ass like that happened to me.
0: Oh, no, Um, that sounds awful.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just, you just look at them like they're stupid. Cause they're, they're fucking like, I don't know. It's, it's only like the ratchet bitches that will do that. So whatever. There's a lot of really nice girls. And most of the time, a good percentage of the girls I would say are, are just minding, trying to mind their business and like, wouldn't do you dirty and probably would give you some good advice if they yeah. see that you're like new or whatever. So I don't know. I have like a, I didn't have the best experience with it, mostly because I was just dealing with a lot of the anxiety and the trauma of, like, just being completely, like, on my own alone. Like, all of my friends were, you know, they're in college and kind of just living their own lives, and, you know, I had to kind of be my own source of, like, comfort and safety and, like, refuge, and it was fucking hard, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I did have good things going for me i was i i during high school i really just fucked around but when i i ended up like going to um a community college but it, it did have like some um uh articulation agreements with big universities so i ended up working towards this scholarship because i wanted to go to school in boston and i wanted to have like a boston school experience so i was like trying for the scholarship with emerson and then i ended up becoming like the miami dade uh like that's where I went, Miami-Dade Community College, but it was just like Miami-Dade College because it's not community college anymore, so it's, I don't know, it's like a low, super low tier college, Um, but I became Women's Empowerment uh, President, and then I also was like, I got like an Andrew Goodman Foundation Scholarship, which was like, I don't know, I was like super proud of myself, but like I have like a really super narcissistic mom who like just totally like tore me down, did not support me, was like not willing to like support me, Um, and I think that's kind of why I started like. I don't know. That's sort of where I started like straying from school and started like just kind of doing like burlesque and like just like, I don't know, fantasizing about just like being a stripper and just like living on my own, which I mean, you know, I think I could have done that in a different way that was like a little more like an easier, smoother transition. But I, I think I part of me shot myself into that experience.
0: So how long have you been off stripping?
1: Um, well, I stopped, I got, I had really, I started to have really bad panic attacks um, uh, and like health issues. Uh, I want to say in like July. And I've been dating my boyfriend since March of last year. And he had, I originally, my plan was to move in with him at the end of the year in December, you know, have some money saved and just move in with him and stuff. But I don't know, my health issues and my mental health issues like had gotten like so severe that I just like, I knew that if I, like, kept, like, living on my own, I was going to, like, actually, like, have, like, a real mental breakdown where I'd have to be hospitalized and, like, I I just knew that it was, like, getting out of control. And so I just, I knew that I had to, like, just be with him and just, I don't know, kind of rebuild myself because I really, I really, I was really strong, but I also was, like, suppressing everything and, like, when you do that, like, you're, I don't know, my body tends to, like, kind of take on the, the symptoms or the, you know, whatever I'm putting off mentally, like shows up in my body, which I think is a big reason, like why I struggle with like eczema and stuff like that. But yeah, I just started to have like uh panic attacks and like uh, bouts of like paranoia. I would have hot flashes like randomly in the middle of the day, like my thyroid or like my hormones are like being like severely affected by like my stress levels it was it was that bad like I would I would I would think I was gonna have a a heart attack and I went to the hospital once because I had such a bad panic attack um and yeah it was just it was just getting really out of hand and I was like pretending like oh like I'm strong like I'm fine but it was then I would just like wake up in like a a sweat and I would like I would wake up with like I don't know like sand in my mouth from grinding my teeth at night like that that's how bad it was Mm -hmm. it was not a good situation
0: yeah no, and I'm sorry you went through that. And like i I definitely can relate to that as well. Like I don't I, again, like I'm gonna get into our charts because, like all this stuff is real, you know, it's like it's certain transits of what's going on and that can affect us in certain periods of our lives are harder than others. and so i I, I had this similar, like last year, I don't know why. My mental state was also really tough and my body was also really tough. Like they weren't working, like everything was just fucked up. So I totally get it. And like, that's nice that you have your boyfriend to, you know, kind of go to, to kind of regroup. And what were some of the ways that you found or like some methods that you used to try to calm yourself down or pull yourself out of that bad headspace?
1: Um, the biggest thing for me was meditation and I actually, I started seriously meditating like this year. So like, I don't know, within like the last month or so, that's when I started to like really meditate and like, I'm seeing the actual like effects on my body, just like my symptoms of like my autoimmune disorder, like totally like calm, but, um, just meditation, and like um, like healthy, healthier lifestyle, like I was eating really poorly when I was living on my own because I couldn't really mm-hmm. afford to eat like, you know, super well. I couldn't afford to like Uber back and forth from the grocery store. Um, but yeah, I just I just started, you know, drinking a lot of like probiotic drinks like kombucha. And I started eating like avocados and oranges every day and my skin. Has been really good since I've done that. Um, okay, lemon. I'm balm- gonna do that then. I'm doing that. Okay, I'm writing this down. Okay, so yeah, orange and lemon balm tea is really good. It interacts with like um your GABA, um or something. I don't even know. It just interacts. It lowers your cortisol levels because you can have like really super like, um, cr- like your adrenals could be going crazy and you like could have no idea. You know, you could feel fine mentally, yeah. but your body is like. So uh, lemon balm tea is actually proven. Um to reduce uh, like high cortisol levels by like 70%. I also got like super into like integrated uh, medicine doctors. So I like follow a bunch of them on YouTube, Um, like Dr. Mark Hyman and there's somebody else, but um, yeah. And also um, I do a breathing technique where I like inhale for four seconds, hold for two and uh, exhale for six. And that interacts with like your parasympathetic parasympathetic, uh, nervous system, which is uh, connected to your immune system. Uh, So that also helps to, like, calm you down. I have a Um, question. Did you have asthma when you were younger? Because eczema and asthma are kind of connected. No, I didn't, actually. Um, But I have asthma in my family, so.
0: Okay, yeah, because I had, now I don't, like, I had asthma, really bad asthma until I was about 10 years old, and it stopped. But, like, I think that still affects me now because I think I don't know how to breathe. I think I still don't really breathe properly because of having asthma when I was young. I think, I don't know, I just never learned how to breathe the right way. So I think something like that, too, would probably help me out, like, doing this kind of intense, um, intentional breathing exercises like that. So yeah, I'll try incorporating um, that, too
1: you might think it's good to slow down your breath because slowing down your breath helps heal you. I honestly just like, I'm have gotten like super into like holistic methods of like um, just health because I've personally found it has like worked better for me than cortical steroids. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's just my experience. I don't think people have to like go vegan or do anything crazy, but if you just eat an avocado one, now and then, and like, I don't know, like just don't eat shit with like canola oil in it. You'll, you'll, you'll be okay. I mean mean, your body like like, gets stressed out like for me like I had um so I like when I got sick again with my eczema I got really depressed and I I had like some I just kind of I've kind of like had like anorexia my whole life but I just like slipped back and like I I was like at 109 pounds and I was just like tired all the time and I think that's when I was just like okay something needs to change like I need to like I need to stop this. I hate that there's like a trend on TikTok. Like, I hate my TikTok algorithm because it is so fucking toxic. Even if I don't like mean for it to be toxic, there's like all of this thin spell, all of these girls like body checking on what I ate in a day and it's like a fucking apple. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's so hard because like, I feel, I felt like there was like a point in time where I felt like the only way I'd be happy and like good and like, I don't know, just have control over my life as if I was just like like rail thin and I'm just like I'm so sick I'm I'm just sick of it I'm literally sick of seeing this bullshit on yeah it's so every stupid. social media yeah. I'm fucking I'm so sick of like people like praising Dasha for her like the rail thin body like she like just stop it grow up like honestly anorexia after like 21 is just like it's not hot it's not not. weird and you're like you're fucking like just childish you need to like go on a walk or something I don't know it just it upsets me so much to see like (laughs) how much like praise there is for like like honestly I feel like first of all everyone who is like that thin like dasha thin or like just like borderline anorexic or just like full-blown anorexic they're fucking miserable I was fucking miserable. I couldn't even lift my arms to fucking brush my hair because I was so tired. Like, you have no energy. You feel like shit. You treat everyone around you like shit because you're so miserable. Like, and I'm so sick of that body type being praised. Like, I want, it just, it makes me so mad.
0: No, you're 100% right. Um, It's a reaction to, like, the BBL thing. But the problem is, my whole life I've wanted to be that thing. Because I've always been just naturally, I have width to me like I think it's the right word with I have I'm short but I have, width. I have wider hips um I have wider thighs so I always just wanted to be that thin and I just never could because I just don't have the, I don't have it in me to like control you don't like, want to be a miserable piece no, of shit and I like food I always like food I am but so basically I lived almost all my life I would say wishing I looked like that but now I'm really accepting high, though, because I'm about, like, 10 pounds more than I want to be. I'm, like, almost 120, which is high for me. But guy, first of all, guys don't care. Guys actually prefer more meat on you. And, like, in general. Like, I, it's really rare for me to ever find a man who's, like, yeah, I love girls who are super-duper skinny. Like, they usually yeah,
1: – so Those guys are, like – they have, like, latent pedophilia. I don't even exactly. know. I've never, exactly. I've never met, like, a normal, like, high-functioning, like – nice not manipulative guy who's like yeah like I love like stick thin girls I love if you're 90 pounds it's hot like trust me like no 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 no, no honestly exactly. like I love my boyfriend because he's just like I don't know he's first of all he's drop dead gorgeous I don't know you know how they like have those memes they're like oh like the 6'3 like when he's like 6'3 like skinny white boy like tall like whatever big dick like my boyfriend is the most <laughs> My boyfriend is the like, most attractive person I've ever met in my life. He's so fucking smart. He's so well read. He's so well spoken. Um, And he's so like, kind. He was like, you know, him and his mom have like a really close relationship because like she raised him and everything. So like, I don't know. He's just like, he knows how to treat a girl. Like he's like only 21 years old, but like will buy me whatever I want will do anything for me. He drove to Florida with me to get the rest of my stuff from my apartment Aww. and paid off the rest of my rent. He paid the last uh, $750 of my rent. Yeah. That's so, wow. That's like so generous. And like, and I stand, again, I
0: don't know your boyfriend that well, but like just from what I've seen, if like, I stand him because of like, just what I've seen. Like he seems like he's obviously a very good looking guy. And he seems like he's, like, wonderful to you. And
1: he has, like... Already. You have such big hearts.
0: They have big hearts. They do. And, like, especially... Yeah, especially, like, for people, like, they care about. Like, they are so generous. Like, they are just... They're just really good people. Like, I kind of... I... Especially Leo men. Like, I really... I, I like... I like Leos. I Personally, I would never date a Leo because there's just other things, that, like, I don't get along with them with. But in general... Like, for your chart, too, like, looking at that, I'm like, okay, that, like, is literally perfect for you. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> but, know that yeah. Leos
1: can be very – they can be very self-centered. They can also be – like, I, my, my ex-best friend was a Leo, and, like, her Leoness is, the, like, the reason we didn't work out.
0: <laughs> Leo women and Leo men are different. I feel like Leo women are – I've, I've never liked a Leo woman, but Leo men, I've, I've had amicable – interactions with like I've never had an issue but like Leo women they can be very uh, what's the word like histrionic I would say like very dramatic um they can start drama I've noticed a lot too um they need to be the center of
1: of attention like exactly I don't want to like look I don't want to put anything on anybody's sign because I don't want to be like a Twitter bitch like I understand you (laughs) have have houses you have planets I'm not I'm not going to be that bitch but it's like Yeah, I feel I do feel like the way certain signs are expressed in the feminine and the masculine just it changes for sure. Um, so
0: that's kind of a good said segue, and there's there's so much like to talk about with everything we've already mentioned, but that's a good segue into astrology because I kind of wanted to talk about that because it's really interesting because Violet and I are literally 36 hours apart in oh well in i don't know you december 4th december no i'm I'm older than you oh you i'm are? on this i was born i looked at your chart so i was born at 8 a.m or 8:15 a.m on december 2nd and you're born at like 8 something p.m on december 3rd oh, so clearly okay. 36 hours so not even two days so like people always say oh astrology's just oh it's you know you're born on this day or you're born in this month. you're all the same it's like no like we're literally born that close and our charts are so much different but like so much the same because so much in common but looking at like if we had two different interpretations so many things that are completely different um how we express ourselves what gives us you know like um comfort all those things are very different in our charts. um so that's just so interesting on its own but we have so many parallels parallels that our lives that are so similar um and i think stuff like transits are going to affect us similar too so i think through each of our lives, we're going to be, like, when we have ups, we'll both be having ups around the same time, and we'll both be having downs around the same time.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to check in with you when you're doing well. Yeah, like, literally, like,
0: because you said you were doing bad, I'm like, well, I was kind of doing bad, too, at that period, and I'm like, yeah, like, when I was 19, it was, like, really rough for me, too, like, it's just, like, all of those little things, so, like, yeah, Um, <laughs> but that's just so funny, because it's kind of rare to meet someone who's born, like, around you know, exactly, like, the same time you were, Um, but yeah, so, like, there's just so much to get into with it but the main thing i'm so excited i, think, I know and just the main thing i took away and i want to like relay this information like kind of you know it's just important like because you have your son in the fifth house conjunct um pluto which is i have Sun conjunct pluto too sun conjunct pluto is a super intense placement because Pluto is like the kind of the it's the um, planet that Scorpio rules but it rules power destruction rebirth like all these super intense emotions and when it's conjunct your sun, like it gives you so much power to really do anything you want and just have such a commanding presence and just get the shit done but it also gives you a lot of like terrible introspection self-doubt and like causing chaos you don't need Fucking shit up when you don't need to fuck shit up, like just creating chaos and then like solving it and then just continuing continually doing the same thing over and over again. But since it's in your fifth house, that means that like that power, like that strong energy that you have with your ego can be so positively channeled into performing and entertaining. Like that, like looking at that in your rising signs, Leo, too. So that's also like rules your whole chart. People, even when they see you, you come off as, like, a Leo. And then also, that's where your son is, like, has its most of its power. It's, like, you're built to be entertaining, making art, creating, anything like that, being in front of people. That is where you're meant to be. And, like, you just need to trust yourself and not doubt, doubt yourself in that way. Because that's, like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, that's it. I was like, that makes so much sense. I'm like, that right there is exactly what she's meant to do. That's your calling in life. And like, and that, that placement is also wonderful for having children. Um, so when you, you know, how, you decide to have kids, like you're, that's not going to be an issue. Um, just, it gives you a lot of, anything with creating, that will, it'll give you a lot of strength in that. So that's something really like, that you always have on your mind. Like if you ever doubt yourself and your skills when it comes to any type of sort, sort of entertainment, don't worry because that is what you're meant to do.
1: Okay, I'm so glad I'm hearing this because, like, I wanted to like start streaming on Twitch again just because, like, I it felt really like natural and I feel like I was like able to get it capture an audience like really easily. Um, so I kind of want to get I don't know I want to get back to, into like doing what I was doing before where I was just like doing performance art like in my room, which ended up being in an art gallery, and then I ended up doing it at a concert, which was crazy like the transition. But I want to start making like weird like performance art again and just putting it out there because I was, I don't know. I I definitely (laughs) doubted myself so hard.
0: Please do, because I always like loved watching your stuff. Like, I I just, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Like, I just love it. And you should stream on Twitch. And like, I know you said you have a new job, but hopefully that job gives you enough time in the day or, you know, certain days a week where you can focus on that and like do that online stuff or perform whatever type of performance it is. like, have time to focus on that as well because I know that you will be talented and you will be successful in anything like that you do and you have all the qualities like physical but also
1: personality wise well, like I've, I've been i do- I you don't understand you know like first of all I'm, I've been obsessed with the doll parts podcast and like you're because I remember the first time like I ever heard you like speak you're very like organized like I'm whenever I speak I'm like totally disorganized I think <laughs> but, like when you like speak on like video or whatever, I was listening to like your Trisha Paytas takes and then I watched, and of course, you would have the Chloe Cherry take. Like, I first of all, I've been obsessed with Chloe Cherry since like before you for it. Like, I've been obsessed with her since mm-hmm. This is like an e girl. And like, I just at one point I was like very interested in like the aesthetics of like, like just like really weird porn which is like she which is what she was a part of and it's just like I don't know I kind of see myself and like her shoes it's like the modern Cinderella story because I do feel like I was just like I don't know I do feel like I'm I feel like uh my transit in life is going to be similar to Chloe Cherry's where I'm just going to be like you know unknown ego the next one day and then like the next day it's like who whoa Violet like holy shit she's <laughs> like blowing up yeah For sure. Yeah, and I'm glad
0: because I felt like I was so hesitant to make that episode talking about because I was like, I feel like I don't think really anyone is going to recognize what I'm saying or understand what I'm saying. But like, I'm so happy that you get it because like, it makes so much sense. because It is. It's the modern day Cinderella story, like for real. So like, totally. And I just want to say like, you should never feel and I don't think you do feel this way. But I'm just like putting it out there to even anyone listening don't feel ashamed for stuff you've done in your past once even with like being canceled like once you put power into it and you admit it and you feel ashamed then like the effects are real but if you just say fuck it that's what I fucking did and I I, that's what I do and I I do it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about it or how they interpret it or how they're gonna think about you so that's something else like I think is something really important because like you can see now like a girl who was A fucking porn star is on the biggest TV show and have now is like has a serious modeling career and like, you know, has all these sponsored Instagram posts with like legit companies like it really doesn't matter. It's about what you how you think of yourself and how you, you know, make decisions in your life and how you refuse to hold yourself back is another thing, too. So that's just something else to put out there.
1: Um, yeah, I, I definitely like just, I need to really rebuild my confidence. Um, I feel, I felt like I was totally like just broken at one point. I just, I've honestly like being with my boyfriend, like, and just being in his family home, like has really helped like nurture me, bring me like a sense of like love and safety that I didn't really have. And like, just being in this environment, I felt like I had to be so strong at one point that like, I feel totally like I'm able to just like, finally, like, it just totally felt like there was a weight lifted off my shoulders, and that's when I think my body broke down, Mm -hmm. um, and it's also the reason that I, okay, I hate to be that bitch, but, like, I do feel like Gabe is my twin flame, um, because when you meet, uh, your twin flame, you go through, like, a really, um, dark period, which is, like, helps you bring you into, like, your next stage of, like, human evolution, and I feel like, I mean, I, I, feel like for a long time, I, just wasn't able to be myself I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness (laughs) fun fact I like would preach door to door I grew up in Lando Lakes Florida which was like I mean imagine if you think like being a Jehovah's Witness was like really weird and like um just kind of like keeps you from being properly socialized like in Miami like imagine being a Jehovah's Witness in the middle of like Lando Lakes Florida like the armpit of like the south or whatever yeah it's just like I I know right like I don't know I just really feel like I wasn't able to be myself I felt totally like repressed for so long and like emotionally repressed too because my mother is very emotionally um abusive Mm -hmm. and I feel like finally I'm just able to like process all of that process the last year and just now I'm like trying to just like figure out like okay who the fuck am I (laughs) What do I yeah. Want to do? Wow. Okay. So I actually didn't
0: know that. Or if you did tell me, I didn't remember that you were raised as a Jehovah's Witness. So that is that's a serious religion. I mean, they really take their rituals seriously. I know they don't celebrate birthdays. Um. No holidays. Ce- no, no holidays. Pledges. Wow. So that, especially being the age you are, where you had access. I'm sure you had access to the internet. So and you had You went to a normal school, right?
1: Yeah, I, um, I went to, a pu- I went to a couple of magnet schools, and then when I went to high school, I went to, like, public school, because I asked my mom if I could go to public school. What's a I magnet school? Um, oh, not, I'm sorry, not a magnet school, charter school. Charter school, okay, exactly, charter. okay, so magnet school is another no, word. No, right, i assume. Um,
0: <laughs> not a special need. no I, I went to charter school too so I totally get
1: what's up with those okay yeah, yeah you know uniforms like whatever yeah yeah wow oh. yeah I, it was really weird I was like really poorly socialized I like just did not know how to interact with my peers I like in fifth grade I would like bring a bible to school every single day and I would pray before I ate lunch That's kind of cute. Okay, to be honest, that is kind of cute. Like that part of it, that is kind of cute. But like the parts, like not
0: celebrating, you know, holidays or birthdays, like that is where I'm like, okay, that's like kind of fucked up. I don't know. I don't want to judge it because I, I got in trouble when I was like in sixth grade or something because I said, like, <laughs> like this girl was a Jehovah's Witness, and I said like, I was like, I was like, oh, you don't celebrate your birthday, and I said like, oh, that's that's things And then the teacher was like, that's it, You can't say that. Like that's not nice. And I'm like, well, I'm not being mean, I'm just saying it's sad. Like. Whatever. So I don't want to be insensitive to it because, you know, whatever. But, like, I, 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 no, I, I, like, I love like <laughs> <religion>. <laughs> Yeah, no, it seems like a very, like, ar- so it's, ar- it's arbitrary totally
1: rule. Culty. It's totally yeah. culty. Everyone, everyone who's not a Jehovah's Witness, like, you are advised to either not speak to or just, like, not be friends with. They're called, like, you know, that's worldly people. You don't associate with worldly people. You don't date worldly people. You don't hang out with worldly people outside of, you know, school, work, whatever. It's really really restrictive, you know, you have to dress a certain way and I feel like you have to really like prove yourself when you're at church, you know. If you're like a kid, you know, you have to be the little kid that's like goes on stage and like reads a passage from the Bible, you know. They really want you. They like they really want you to be totally immersed in like their world and mm-hmm. like kind of like totally separate and isolated from the 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 bad world and it's just, it's so boring, and it's just, like, I would, I would be so bored in church, I would, like, fall asleep, and I don't know, I just, I hated, I hated church, church made me feel, like, insane, I felt like, it was, like, just so torturous, and then my mom was also, like, really, like, you know, very, very, just really crazy about the religion so if I like expressed the fact that I didn't want to do church or bible study I would get like threats of violence or like my mom would just like hit me or like throw like I remember one time she like threw all of the clothing out of my closet um onto my floor and made me pick it up um it just I don't know it was a pretty it was like rough it was just like wasn't fun I think I also feel like that's when I started like I feel like that's when I started just like fantasizing about like yeah like I want to strip like I want to be fucking dirty and bad you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to see what No, it's like. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. So you're being repressed like that. And you can't even, you can't even express that you don't want to do something. Like you should at least have the right to say, yeah, this is something I'm not interested in. Um, and, and it's just so wild to me because I have the opposite. My parents were not religious at all. So like, I, the only thing we celebrated was like, um, Christmas, but like, it wasn't a thing. So like, that's just, insane having a parent because i i have a pretty positive view of religion because i've never seen those kind of sides firsthand but like i just can't imagine like forcing your kid to do something they don't want to do and then like thinking it's so important that you're willing to abuse them like that's just until i was like 17
1: So i wasn't like a kid at this point i was like an adolescent you know
0: i was like still. i don't know like it's still especially if you're 17 like you're almost an adult like you can i don't know i don't know maybe I'm, i'm a bit more like progressive in the way that I see like with raising no, kids. no no
1: no kids should I don't get the eating out of them because they don't <laughs> want to go to church like I think that that's like pretty reasonable yeah that's
0: crazy and like no wonder you didn't want to be a part of that and rebelled against it and so did you have anyone so I know you had your mom did you have like um like a father figure or any siblings that were in this situation with you
1: no, my father, I mean, my mom pretty much like turned me against him. We had a like a I don't know. we had a very distant relationship. um, and then my stepfather was kind of just like another like passive like male figure, like not really like a father figure, not like he's just kind of like there, basically. yeah, he's he really kind. And I think that he kept he made my mom's abuse less severe because he would kind of you know tell her to like, hey, like you're this is a lot, you know, yeah. But, um, so he kind of protected me in, in, on some level, but I think for the most part, just like another passive male, I, I didn't really have like a strong father figure. So did you, okay. So how was your reaction or like,
0: did you have any internal, like feelings about not having a strong father figure? Did you ever, I don't hope this isn't like too, like, I don't know, like, uh, direct, but like, did you ever have like fantasies with like something like a teacher or like I don't know is just too direct I'm just like very really curious or like having like I don't know like some sort of like I don't know like older guy type of thing with it or was it just kind of like whatever for you um
1: I actually I mean I listened to some Leonardo Ray songs when I was like 13 and I was like oh. <laughs> I never I never found older men attractive I like tried yeah. to because I thought it would make me cool and like edgy but I did I, did, I just know it does not <laughs> (laughs) I've never ever been attracted to older men I think actually what my like real complex like I have a total like uh mommy issue like I have like crazy mommy issues like I think I've always looked for like an older sister older like maternal figure to like um kind of just tell me what to do and like also like I don't know I've always looked to like older women to like be impressed with me like I've always like Like it's always like been like a female teacher that like I wanted to like really like me and I wanted to like think wanted them to think that I was like smart and like capable and like love me and like be my best friend. So like I think that's like my bigger my bigger complex was like a real like yeah mommy complex. So do you
0: have any like more like maternal like female figures in your life now or no?
1: Um well I have a really like strong like close relationship with my um boyfriend's mother um she's like done a lot for me taken like really good care of me like brought me into her like life mm-hmm. um I don't know we just we have a really like really like um beautiful relationship and that was like my first like positive um female like older female experience where like I felt like you know I, she just like builds like a sense of trust with me and like it was just it was really nice like she's like my she's my she's a queen Mary is a queen
0: well, that's, that's wonderful actually she was that's actually like the really first nice. person
1: that I told um I was stripping to.
0: oh really yeah wow right. that's well that's like that's like amazing that you were able to have that wonderful connection and like I feel like that's gonna make your I mean, like I think I think people can have a wonderful relationship but I think if I sorry my, my lips are like making me less if, I think, <laughs> I think if the people in a relationship have families or one person has a family that the other person can integrate with and have, like, I think that makes the relationship so much stronger. And, like, that's something I really want because I've never had that with anyone. And, like, so if, if I ever find a person where I can be with their family and be, like, accepted and comfortable, like, I think I'll, I would, like, absolutely love that. Yeah, no, it's
1: honestly, it's, It's really great like it's really great when you're like out of the clutches of like a narcissistic abuser, which I hate to throw like the narcissist word around. But they're real. There's a lot of narcissists. And, like, I don't know. It's it's very – it exists. It's out there. Like, I I feel like a lot – I feel like just, like, the culture or whatever. The society that we live in, like, has, like, made them. You know what I mean? And I also feel like – I feel like abuse – like, there's so many reasons why there's so many narcissistic people out there. But, like, I don't know. When you, like, leave that and you actually, like, meet real people who, like – who you build, like, a strong sense of trust with and, like, I don't know, just genuinely care about you and not in, like, a – controlling or like a really weird you know inappropriate way it just like it totally like changes your life and I I feel like a lot more peaceful and like more happy (laughs) narcissistic people narcissistic people get you like addicted to them you know you like you feel like I because I've also like I also like date I didn't date I like hooked up with this guy became like obsessed with this guy um who's like he was like not only like a narcissist but he had like that like borderline personality thing going on Mm -hmm. which I like I totally I would never defend like somebody with BPD like I'm sorry like you guys are fucked up go to therapy I don't I hate like the internet's like oh stop stigmatizing borderline personality disorder antisocial or whatever like no these personality disorders are these people are fucking like I'm, I'm not saying all of them but like a lot of the time these people are very troubled very manipulative and very obsessive and it's just like it's so bad it's it's really bad and i'm not going to like sit here and be like oh like you know we have to be we have to be nice and sensitive to everyone like no we don't and also no, we don't no not if you're like if you're like if oh my god if like the trademark of like your um mental health issue or like the hallmark of it is like manipulating people being abusive um being erratic being like obsessive like those are, like, negative, I, like, honestly, if I was a BPD person, I would be, like, yeah, like, I have some shitty behaviors I need to work on, but, like, also these people, like, can't even, like, look at themselves and be, like, okay, I don't even know, it's just people cannot look at themselves and, and say what's wrong with them, they have to defend it, and they have to destigmatize it, whatever the fuck, it's, it's very annoying. Yeah, no, and so,
0: you're 100% right, like, I am like, 100%, 100%, right, like,
1: these people, everybody. like, honestly, yeah yeah so I was like I don't know just when you when I don't know narcissists suck that's it I can't I'm not that's even... an, I
0: grew up with a narcissist parent as well and you know what and I'm at a place now I reconciled the relationship so I don't want to be mean but and I, I truly think with narcissism it's not the person's fault but they have to be willing to admit that there's something wrong with them and most of them can't because they don't know like they yeah, only know what they I would think never
1: admit that My mother is an Aries with a Taurus moon. You think she's ever going to admit that she's in the wrong?
0: (laughs) My dad is an Aries, too. I'm, like, it's just, like... uh, Ah! Aries are always narcissistic. Always! (laughs) My mom and I go off, like, every, like, Aries man we meet, like, they're all the same. Like, they're, like, the biggest, like, hoes, but not, like, they're not a ho in, like, a way where they're, like, honest about it. Like, they're always, like fucking
1: around doing whatever they're so so fucking manipulative (laughs) like guy this guy that I was like hooking up with like okay I was like obsessed with him because I thought he was like the sexiest like most charming guy in the world which he like was he was super charming like he could charm the pants off of anyone but like he was like crazy like just like he's like hooking up with this like 17 year old girl and he was like 21 he's like in college like a junior in college like hooking up with the 17 year old girl he met on tinder like that's mm. an i i think that's inappropriate
0: that's absolutely inappropriate it's weird i don't hang out with anyone who's under 18 i, I don't i, hang I, I don't know where you find them
1: 17 year old um yeah, exactly. and he like tried to like justify it because at the time when i was hooking up with him i was 19 so he was like 19 17 like it's all the same but it's like it's not it's not no. the same
0: not you're cool. like
1: weird and he had this like weird fixation on like anorexia and like fasting and like anorexic girls and he tried to make it seem like it was some kind of joke but it wasn't he was like I don't know just I don't know he's just like he totally sucked me in and I was I was sucked in for a while like I totally made excuses and like was like deluding myself into believing that he was just like a good guy who like had like you know it was just kind of like you know whatever and he's like oh like they're just friends like yeah they're just fr- I like I didn't even want to like look into it or believe it but yeah he was just like he's I don't know it, it's bad I really regret like just regret so much regret yeah.
0: no but that's like that's like just so funny like as I I really like I've I've heard stories like very similar to that too with people like and with with Aries guys in in particular so it's just really funny. Like, I don't want to, again, don't, we're not hating on every person at that time. Like, there's obviously Aries men who are fine.
1: I like Aries women. Aries women are awesome, actually. Aries I don't men, know any. I Do like Aries, Aries women are just cool. Like, Aries women are not, it's not what you think. Also, um, I find that fire moons tend to be more manipulative. So this guy was like a, he's an, ugh, I feel like such a fucking nerd for remembering his birth chart, but like, don't come for me. Like, whatever. No. I was. <laughs> Um, but he was an Aries with a Sagittarius moon, like, ooh. yeah, you're and a Mars in Scorpio. You, ooh, never, that's bad. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever, don't you ever? And I mean, don't you ever, little girls and boys, fuck with a um, with a Mars in Scorpio. They will. No. They that is just a bad placement, in my opinion. That's a shitty placement. I don't give a fuck. You know, oh, it depends on you know what it's conjunct, it's trying, whatever. No, shut up. It is a shitty placement. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna second you here. It's just not a good placement.
0: I I would ag- I agree. There's certain placements in signs where I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to deal with that. I'm just I'm not even. I because that's why I love looking at people's charts. and it's like I need to know because I know it's real. So like I need to see what's going on here and like I have to have like an idea of what I'm dealing with. Am I dealing with a crazy person? I don't know. Am I dealing with a manipulative person? I don't know. I need to see. I need to see or but they'll see.
1: suck you in. And it's they will suck you in. I love Scorpio placements. I'm literally like a slut for Scorpio placements. I love <laughs> I like I have very obsessive tendencies. So when I like find somebody whose birth chart like has some kind of like Scorpio ten, like Scorpio has some like relevant Scorpio placement, I become obsessed. I like look through I I all do our sinistry yeah um, or I'm, I used to I used to be like that I'm not anymore though I love my boyfriend um but yeah sucker I'm a big time sucker for Scorpios cuz they're just like they're horrible they're very like vindictive and they're also Scorpios my my least favorite part about like Scorpio moon Scorpio sun is that they're very condescending they love to condescend you they love to like make belittle you they can be like bullies they they definitely tend to be bullies mm-hmm. in, my, in my experience yeah
0: um, yeah, I, I agree. The funny thing is my ex-boyfriend who I was with for a long time was a Scorpio, And I, I honestly can't say anything bad about him. He was definitely secretive. I can say that for sure. And like, we never lived together. So I didn't really get to see that side. But like, I would have no complaints. Like, he, everything was like, fine. Like, there was just nothing wrong. Because then like, I'm like, there must be stuff that was like hidden that I just never found out about or didn't know. Because like, you know what I mean? Everything
1: just seemed too like, Scorpios are repressed they're so repressed the thing is like it's not even they're not even secretive all the time they're just so repressed they can't even like they don't even want to like admit it they don't want to think about it it's you know they just want to bury it Scorpios bury
0: yeah for sure but again I like I like Scorpio women I don't know that many I don't know I feel like I like them though I feel like I, I don't know um I feel like Scorpio I have always have a conversation I feel like I don't know I've always just noticed Scorpios Scorpio like just being like nice to them or just having like they always have good conversations but you know who I never will trust is a Pisces man I would uh, never I,
1: trust a Pisces man ever I haven't met that many I've dated like this I like kind of sort of dated this one guy who's a Pisces um he's like a DJ and like a vegan it was I don't know uh, <laughs> he was like he was very condescending I don't know I feel like water signs can be a little condescending sometimes. But the the sign that I cannot get along with for whatever reason is cancer women. I always end up beefing with cancer women. We always, like, bicker. It's, like, it's, I don't know. I don't get along with them.
0: I love cancer women. I I have, like, the, I don't know. our cancers. I don't know. Like, my mom's a cancer. So, but the thing is, I I think the reason why I like them is because my mom's a cancer, so I know how to deal with them. Like, because I'm so different. Like, I'm completely the opposite of her in every way in our charts. But I know how to handle it. I know how to approach a cancer. I know how to diffuse situations. I know how to make them feel better. So I think when it comes to, like if I was going to meet a cancer woman like without that experience, I think I'd run into some problems. But I think since I just know how to like deal with cancers so well, like I I can appreciate them. I feel like there's so, a lot of them are just very soft and they're very feminine. They're very sweet. And like, you know, but they're very sensitive. And they can take. Yeah, I find life. that like
1: their sensitivity, like I take it as like weakness, and I just end up like, because I'm very, I can be very brash, and also, yeah, I'm just very like, I can just be a bit brutal, I think, and it's not even on purpose because I'm not brutal towards somebody, but I'll just, I just have like a strong personality, because mm-hmm. at first when you get to know me, I come off like, very like quiet when when you first, like it's just like in this podcast, like I was very reserved, but now I'm like fucking letting, I'm letting my shit fly um but yeah no cancers are scared of me and I honestly don't like them I just like want to like push them you know
0: yeah I'm I'm like to say if you can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen I'm like that too like I like when I'm with people I like be able to be honest and that's I can be too honest I can say too much but I like being that way I don't I don't want to deal with people being sensitive or you know what I mean like I find that also like kind of weak and kind of annoying you know what I mean like I want to be able to say what I want and like be real and bothers you then sorry about it you know like um but yeah you want to
1: do something really weird
0: yeah
1: I I don't know why but Virgo men love me I've I you that's men.
0: interesting
1: Virgo men like um Virgo men Taurus women Taurus women love me. Leo men, love me. Virgos, also love me. I don't know. I don't know why I I wouldn't say Virgo women. I haven't really met that many Virgo women, but Virgo men, like, I've never, like, most of the guys that have had crushes on me were Virgos. I don't know why. I think it's because I have a Pisces moon and opposites attract, whatever. Oh, maybe. Or
0: they want someone they can fix. So, like, they'll see someone that is beautiful or something, but they have something wrong with them, and they want to fix it. So they might be attracted to being like, oh, I need to fix this. You know, oh, I'm definitely. Just, uh...
1: I definitely come off like a fucking mess, and I'm and I'm like ready for to be fixed. men always want to fix me. I think that's it. I think Bergoman I yeah. think that's honestly. I love my boyfriend, but like, I think part of the reason he loves me so much is because he wants to fix me. Um, that's a good enough, dynamic so to great. have.
0: <laughs> that's the right dynamic to have.
1: He's doing a great job because like I'm such a mess. Like I will just like this like ever since like, I got kicked out of my house and like I started like I. I moved in, I got sick, you know, I finally have gotten comfortable, like, just releasing all of this, like, emotional trauma, and, like, baggage, or whatever, and it's, like, it's all coming out very violently, even now, even though I'm, like, doing a lot better, it's still, like, you know, it's, like, I don't know, it's, it just doesn't, it takes a while to come out, but I'll, like, I'll just, like, start crying for, like, no reason, like, I'll just be in the car, and that's, I, that's why I feel so connected to my Pisces moon, like, I feel, like, my Pisces moon is like one of like my most important placements because I feel like just so connected to that energy, even though it's like, I feel like sometimes it holds me back because I like, I daydream so much. Like I just, I spend a lot of time just like kind of, you know, spaced out. I have a really hard time like focusing and I also have a really hard time, like just, I don't know, I have a really hard time with like consistency, like even in like conversation, like I go from here, to the all around. Yeah.
0: No, but that's a really, I think Pisces moon is a really sweet placement. It makes you very creative, very emote, deeply emotional in a good way. You know, you can connect to others and empathize with others. And I think it's a good thing to have also with the Sagittarius, you know, being a Sagittarius sun and then also having that Pisces moon. It's, and like, I know those two signs are like, you know, they're both meetable, so they're square. But I think they go together well on a chart like that because Sagittarius is just about expanding and learning and then Pisces is also so malleable so I just think they go together really nicely um and like especially in your chart like I think those two things go together well you if know. I didn't have
1: a Pisces moon I'd be a sociopath
0: well here's the funny thing I have an Aquarius moon so emotionally I am very very cold Like, I had to literally, and this is going to make me sound bad, but, like, you kind of brought up being, like, I'm not a sociopath, obviously, but, like, I had to teach, I had to teach myself how to, like, express emotions, and I've gotten better as I got older, but, like, when I was little, like, I would not show, like, I would be blank all the time, like, I really would not feel anything. you have emotions, right? Yeah, I have emotions, but it's like, I'm just not as, I, I don't express my emotions how other people do. I don't, I don't, I feel things like differently. Like this, in this podcast, I started crying earlier when you started talking about like God and stuff. Like, so I feel stuff. It's just like, it's, it's, it's weird how I process emotions. So naturally being, having an Aquarius moon, I process emotions very logically. So whenever I experience something, it, it goes through like a whole logical way to solve a problem or how to handle it. And before it goes through like the, like, oh, this is upsetting. You know what I mean? Like I have like a buffer. And so as a woman too, you need to be emotional as a woman. So I had to really teach myself how to emote in public, how to emote in conversations. Like not like this is, this is easier, but I mean something maybe like more professional or more like, I don't know, with random people, like trying to learn how to communicate. And, and having an Aquarius moon can really make that like a struggle. Especially for women. Because if a man's like that, then no one cares. If a man's just very cold and, like, whatever, like they're like, oh, he's just like that. But women, if, if a woman's very cold, like, she's like a bitch, you know? So I kind of had to teach myself those kind of things. So I'm kind of jealous of somebody with a p- Pisces moon, like, being able to, like, feel everything so deeply. Um, I think that's, like, I think it's a good thing. I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all.
1: Um. I honestly, I really respect you. I think, I don't think is are like sociopathic. I mean, I think they can be, but I think that Aquarius is like, I think the hallmark of an Aquarius is like somebody who wants to solve other people's problems, wants to help, wants, is like the humanitarian, is like the, I mean, you're the water bearer. You help, you bring, like, I don't know. Yeah, I I i, so I, I, why I, I that is it. logic
0: and not emotion. So I'm really bad. Like if somebody has a
1: problem, I'm giving them the logical way to solve it.
0: I'm not giving them, the motherly or like I'm not good at that, I'm better at like okay, let's solve your fucking problem. you know what I mean? like here's the best no, way it's better, it. I know, but as like a woman, it, we're kind of taught to be like, oh, you know, like very like you know, and, I, and then, like I agree, like I kind of learned that, but like when I was younger, I just had like a complex where I felt like I had to be more emotional or present more emotional than I really was, you know, but now I don't really like, care, I just like you know handle things how I feel like they should be handled or whatever. Um I think
1: your Aquarius moon makes you a really eloquent speaker. Thank you. I think you're a great speaker. I could listen to you talk
0: all day. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So I'm thinking what are I think we should probably like tie this up soon. So it's not too long. But we should like do we should do like a lot of shows. We should do a lot of episodes together. I feel like it'd be fun if we did like um like a topic or something and we went off on like a topic or something like that like, I think we kind of like go to we flow together really well in this kind of like setting so um thank you so much for coming on
1: thank you I for having you're me cool. um I Hi, hope you're not wonderful. too messy because I feel like we kind of bounced around a lot
0: that's okay people will like listening to it and if they don't they don't you know what
1: I mean but like I feel like people will like hearing
0: you as a person and your personality and also just the stories you had and like I feel like all of that is just like really interesting to listen to so I wouldn't worry about it and uh, like your Instagram I'll link your Instagram your Instagram is Stripper with two r's and your Twitter is the same right um so people can find you on there um yeah so thank you guys for listening to the all Parts podcast I really appreciate it and have a good one